Hello, hello, and welcome to The One Thing, a podcast where I talk to fabulous females about the one thing that made them step out of their comfort zone and change their life for the better. Because it's only by taking brave steps that we truly grow as a person. I'm your host, mum, social media manager and general soul searcher, Vanessa Carlos. And every week I'll be introducing a small biz owner, a blogger or a creative to discuss their one thing. So this week I am delighted to welcome Hannah Beer into that one thing studio. Hannah is an energy healer and a certified life coach but she has woven her diverse skill set into a proven and innovative capacity which allows her to transform her client's relationship with money from the inside out. Hannah has spent seven years trying to answer the question, is it possible to create wealth without compromising our health, wellness and happiness? Can we actually create abundant lives while living a life of joy? Now, happily for us and all our listeners today, the answer is a resounding yes. And this is the work she does now with her clients. Hannah has clairvoyant capabilities, um, which allow her to quickly discover the deepest money blocks in people's energy systems. Now, you will hear in today's episode that she actually has a go at this with me um, live. And um I don't hear the full results and you won't hear the full results, but I will I will give you a little sneak peek into how that went. Um, I really, really hope you enjoy this conversation. My eyes were certainly opened. Um, and yes, I will see you again at the end of our conversation for just a little bit more um, to chat about. And um, yeah, I'll see you soon. Hey Hannah, welcome to that one thing. It's so lovely to see you in the flesh and speak to you in person, finally. How are you? I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me, Vanessa. Yeah, it's really, really um, excited to talk about money bliss today (laughs) and what it all entails and what it's all about. Um, and actually, just before I jumped on the call, of course, I had a look on your Instagram because you got to, haven't you? You've got to have a snoop about. <laughs> and I saw a really lovely post and it was about the tortoise and the hare. Mm. Yes, really, really resonated with me, especially this past month. I've kind of slowed down massively. I decided to take August off completely which I have never done before I know I kind of had a client in the background and but I had everything automated so it was all just running and I just had to like look every once in a while to see if it was happening and um yeah August off right how bizarre is that um so yeah and was just completely present with the family and all that kind of stuff um yeah, tortoise and hare. Tell me more about this. How are you feeling about it right now? 
Yeah, I feel like my entire life I've been so envious of the hairs mm. of all the people who are going so fast, doing all the things who are, in my eyes, so interesting and worldly and doing everything. And I am a very, very, very sensitive person. Mm. And I realized that my natural pace is quite slow. The judgment that I had in my mind around it was, that fast gets you places and slow doesn't, I have now, hmm, I've now really almost been forced to to just accept that this is who I am. Like life won't let me do things quickly. My business doesn't thrive if I try to do things past my natural rhythm. Mm -hmm. I really, like the only way that life works for me is when I work with my own pace. And it's often not rhythmic at all. It's like a stop and go. It's a, you know, now I have 14 ideas that I'm implementing all at the same time. And then I have two (laughs) weeks of tiredness. And then I have like a pretty cool, um, you know, slower pace, but still getting stuff done for a month. Like that's kind of how my pace has been. It's like all over the place, but this is just, I've learned that this is who I am. And I also learned that many of the things about myself that, I've been wanting to change or work on or that I thought were blocks are actually really benefiting me. And I learned that, especially in business and with money, being more slow and being more, um, you know, I really, I really tune into my soul about decisions and I make decisions when they feel right. Not when I think I need to make the decision or not when I think I need to do something, but when it feels right. And so I think because of that, my business growth has been actually really solid, stable, and consistent. Mm. And I've also discovered that all of those lofty goals that I set for myself, I'm capable of achieving those, but it doesn't have to be the struggle, this race. This hectic pace, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a biz friend, Helen. She's been on the podcast as well. And she's very much like you and she calls herself a business sloth I love that (laughs) I think that's so sweet (laughs) just hanging from a tree ready to go when she has to go and yeah it's great right (laughs) it's awesome it's awesome and especially I realized that my clients also really need it Mm. my clients don't need yet another person in their lives who's gonna stress them out and chase Mm. them and be like, go, go harder, harder. Mm. Like, of course I invite my clients to take massive action more than they ever have, but it never feels exhausting or draining. And it's Mm. always in alignment with how they're naturally wired. And often when we feel really relaxed and joyful and well, we can do so much in a much shorter period of time. And Mm reap all these incredibly fruitful results Mm. without needing to be stressed out. And yeah, this, this post that you referred to on Instagram, I really wrote to, to my past self. Yeah. Who was just so enamored with the idea that if I could change this one thing about myself, everything would be fixed. Mm. And life just loves me enough to not let me change that about myself. Like I've sure have tried and I still Mm. am who I am. Mm. And you know, I've now discovered that it was never a problem. I was always allowed to be a tortoise. I was always allowed to go at my own pace. Mm. And how interesting as well that clients have gravitated towards that. 
towards that 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 kind of slow pace not being push 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 all the time um which you tend to think of with like a coach and that kind of thing is that they're kind of pushing you and getting you to to kind of take like big steps and big action when actually it's those little steps that 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 kind of get you there eventually it's yeah that's it's nice that they found they found someone like you right that isn't gonna go right this is what we're gonna do today and and yeah yeah it's lovely I love that so you've said that you follow your intuition as well and you've got a really strong one do you think that you are a heart person like you follow your heart or would you follow your gut more or are you more of a head type of person when you're in your business for instance Mm, that's an interesting question for me what it feels like is more that my entire body is being moved in a certain direction okay so I'm clairvoyant so I see energy I I kind of see energy around people and like different colors and Mm. and, and things. And I can also read the future. I can set up different future possibilities and just kind of see which one would make the most sense, which one is the most direct, the most profitable, the most elegant path to get to where I want to be. And so when I think about all those intuitive hits that I've had, it's almost like there's this energetic channel, kind Mm. of like when Moses parted the seas, this is kind of how it looks like for me where life is kind of opening the path and saying, this is where you need to go. And my entire being is pulled in that direction. It's not so much a decision. I think the decision that I want to experience my highest potential while I'm a human on this planet Mm. is like the decision that has been made a long, long time ago. And since then, my soul has just been orchestrating and weaving my path. And I've just been, you know, a yes, as scary as it is oftentimes. Yeah, yeah. So maybe then that clairvoyancy is like heart, gut, head, all intertwined, you think? It probably is, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, you know, people are always saying, oh, no, I definitely follow my heart. Oh, no, I followed my gut about this. No, I was totally in my head um, and I should have followed my heart or my gut. It, and And, yeah, for you to kind of have it all at the same time is really interesting yeah it's really cool it's really helpful I used to think that everybody had this I used to when I was little <laughs> no, I was, they don't. <laughs> pointing at things and nobody saw what I was pointing at and I was like is everyone asleep those people need glasses what's going on? why can't they wow. see and hear and know what I see and hear now and I used to talk to you know, when I was little, I would talk to animals all the time. Mm. These days, often my clients' spirit guides come to me and ask me to translate or mm. tell me what to work on with them. Or even my my clients' clients come where their businesses talk to me or there's like amazing money opportunities that I'm being told about from the other side. And I always thought that was normal. Yeah. But I think that's that's kind of the two-edged sword of me being so so sensitive. Like I hear noises really loudly. It's like my senses are so heightened that Mm. I love having lots of space for myself and quiet time. But it's really helpful um, when I work with clients because I can really tune into where are the money blocks? Where are the biggest Mm. opportunities? What's Mm. the fastest, most direct path to get them to where they want to go? What is their sole money income number, sole savings number? You know, what is the 
the money-making vehicle that's really going to work for them or, or several in many cases. And so I think it's really helpful for me to be able to receive so much information mm. because it means that we can just make a few really powerful choices and that has a very big impact versus us just like throwing spaghetti against the wall or trying a gazillion different things and mm. none of it is really is really working. So I'm also able to ask my clients as businesses, you know, what do do the clients need? What would be the most profitable price point? What would be the new thing to launch? What would be the perfect size of a team? And those are all really, really great things to figure out. I used to, you know, like I said, I used to think everybody kind of knew that or they had don't. that. They really and then in my early, <laughs> Yeah, I'm realizing that now in my early 20s. I first heard the word psychic and I was like, well, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a magical skill. Well, and that's I just, it. I just think I'm sensitive. I just think I'm like really paying attention. And I also realized that you can learn to be sensitive like that. So it's, mm. it's nothing special. I believe that all of us can learn to be sensitive in this way and to ask really good questions. So you think, right, you've got like this big intuition and this kind of clairvoyancy. Um, and that seems to have got you into like situations where you've been completely out of your comfort zone, which I read from your email, right? Um, can you talk about any of those now? Because <sighs> I'm sure they'd be bonkers, right? All the time, <laughs> all the time. So the reason why I now work with people on money, mm. Mm, not the reason why, but it's the thing that kind of led me here was that I had all the blocks around money. Like my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family just come from poverty. I'm one of the first people in my family to graduate from university, first business owner that I know of, but there were some hairdressers on my grandpa's side, on my mom's side, but we're just not, historically, we haven't been a very successful bunch. Um, It's just, yeah, it's been a lot of hardship. And so I've also carried so many blocks around money and this doubt that I can take care of myself and this doubt that I can realize my dreams and this doubt that life can really be so easy that I have all this money to do with whatever I want and that I have all this time and and freedom to be myself and to get paid having fun and using Mm. my crazy intuitive gifts to help people. Um, I had a lot of doubts around that. Um, And so actually the way so I want to like go back even more. So I had these like crazy money blocks that Mm -hmm. I somehow felt that I was born with. Like money always felt like this difficult thing. Oh yeah. I I would totally get that because if you've, if if you've been surrounded by people that have always struggled for money, then those phrases are going to be in your atmosphere constantly. Right. Yeah. Like how would you know anything else? Like I didn't have anybody to model healthy relating to to money for me. I just, I needed to figure that out by myself somehow. And so in my early twenties, I was deeply depressed. Mm -hmm. I was drinking way too much. I felt completely hopeless and lost in life, not knowing what to do with myself at all. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really wanted, I, I really had this awakening after a night of partying. I was like, just looking around myself at my friends at the time. And I thought, I don't want to be like them. I don't want to be in my mid twenties, late twenties and just still not have a plan and still just be drinking and partying and just feel so lost. Like they felt like, Oh, I'm so free. I'm so young. I'm so 
great. But to me, this just wasn't my definition of happiness. I wanted something more than that. And it was a really amazing wake up moment for me where I realized I don't want to be like them. I have to make a change. And that set me on a path to wanting to figure out why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Like, why was life so hard for me? And why was it that other people didn't worry about money? Other people were going on nice vacations. Other people slept soundly at night, like knowing that they will be taken care of. And so I started to work on myself. I started to learn Kundalini yoga. I would get up at four in the morning to do my my chanting for two hours. Oh my goodness, four in the morning. (laughs) eight hours a day, 10 hours a day. And my friends looked at me. I was blissed out. I was high as a kite on like meditation, what that Mm. does to your brain. Mm. I was just, and my my friends looked at me and they said, you are so weird, Hannah. You look different. What is going on with you? I remember sitting like, you know, on a bus with my friends going somewhere and just like smiling to myself. Cause for the first time in my life, I had I tasted this thing called bliss and I just wanted more of it. I wanted to live in that state 24 seven. And so my friends convinced me to teach them what I was doing. And so I, that's really cool. That's really cool that your friends did that and didn't just go, you're completely weird, Hannah. We don't want to hang out with you anymore. This is freaking us out. Have you joined a cult? What's going on? (laughs) The fact that they wanted to teach you, that's awesome. So they were your first clients, essentially. No way. It just, it snowballed from there so quickly. I was still in university at the time. So I was invited to teach in the park. I was beginning to teach. So it was meditation, but it was also my own form of yoga. What I just did at home at the time, nobody knew what yoga was. Yeah, I just said, Oh, I like to move. And I was also really into deep house and electronic music at the time. Right. That would like play this very trippy music with like heavy beats and stuff. And I would turn off the lights in the living room and everybody would like move to the music and Mm. it would get people really high. And now looking back, I see that the beat of that music represented the heartbeat of planet earth. And that was, I was kind of plugging people back into this web of energy that I see around the planet and that that is one of the healing gifts that I brought. At the time, I just thought it was great music. And people like just kept asking me to teach them yoga and wouldn't leave me alone. So I started doing that. So after some time, it was like 40 people, 50 people at the park. We were all like practicing together and they all wanted more. And then they kept asking me questions about their life and why they were feeling so depressed and all these things. And I remember looking at them like, this is getting out of control. I cannot help you. I'm not a therapist. I don't know what I'm doing, but people stayed. And then they convinced me to teach them workshops and stuff. So I I had clients before I knew what to do with them. And so I just, I just realized they wouldn't leave me alone. And so I, I began studying and learning more and more and more. And after some time, I learned to begin using my intuitive gifts. For a long time, I thought it was intrusive to tell them what I was seeing. But then I asked for permission and I said, you know, like this thing in your belly, there's a really heavy energy there. Did something around the age of eight happen with your dad related to this that's now making you feel like that? And they were like, oh, yes. and like may I like just move this for a moment? And I like moved it and I cleared it just because I can see the energy move. And then just all these shifts happen and my clients were having all of these breakthroughs. And so that's kind of how my business started. 
I have to say though, the first, I think four or five years of my business, Mm -hmm. it was me holding on for dear life, feeling like, no, 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 no. I can't do this. Like my, my mind saying, I'm not good enough. I'm not like, this is crazy. I can't, I can't, but clients kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. People kept staying. Interesting. Because that almost goes against the laws of attraction, right? When you're kind of saying, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. But people were still coming to you. So that's some powerful stuff you've got there. I'm wondering whether it works on Zoom, Hannah, to be fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so, and so how did it progress after that? Yeah, my soul is so much stronger than my doubts. Okay. So there many of my clients come to me and they say, the people on the internet say they always need to be happy and calm, but sometimes I feel like crap. And I'm like, yes, it's okay to be human. Just trust that your soul is so much stronger. Like you don't have to be a perfect being and never worry and, and never have any moment of doubt. Your soul can create such a strong current that you get to living your most amazing life just by riding this current and you can be imperfect along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's, that's kind of how I stumbled into my business. And I remember at some point hiring a coach and I said to her, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't, mm-hmm. this is like crazy. And she said, it's not, it's not your job to decide if, if you're good enough, it's your client's job to decide. Absolutely. And that right. was the moment when I said, when everything changed like in that moment I realized that all this time it was all about me it was like I can't do this I'm not cut out to be a businesswoman I don't know how to do this I'm like who am I to help all these people why do they want to work with me in the first place this is not a real job um you know all of these like doubts and things it was all about me and then I remember one day talking to my business of soul so I, I talked to my business pretty much. So instead of okay. trying to decide with my head what to do with my business, I'm going to ask my business what it needs, which makes so much more sense, right? Like, Vanessa, if you were sitting on my sofa and I asked you, what do you need? You might tell me, oh, I'm really thirsty. I'd like a glass of water. I wouldn't go to somebody else and ask, what does Vanessa need? In the yeah. same sense, we can ask our businesses. We can ask your clients. We can ask energetically what something or someone is needs to grow to the next phase. And then we go give that and it grows. It's really predictable. That's interesting. I was talking to my business one day, my business is soul. And, um, it said, I chose you, Hannah. I chose you. I chose you. I chose you. It doesn't mean that there's still, you still need to grow and learn and master your craft. Of course, that's a part of it, but I chose you and your clients chose you. And this is what you need to be doing. And it was, it was so powerful for me because I started to, to just play along, to not mm-hmm. resist it so much anymore. And things got a lot easier from there. I have a slightly different phrasing on it where I kind of say, I'm having a business meeting with myself because obviously when you're a a solo entrepreneur, that's all you can do, right? Is have a business meeting with yourself when you need to plot things out. For you to talk about your business's soul, that's really interesting. Do you have to get like really quiet and just have, have a, have a sit down and a, and a think and a meditate and then it all comes through? How does it all work? 
not anymore. Mm. Um, so w- when I work with clients, we clear out their blocks to um, abundance. We yeah. like figure out what's your ideal money flow, what's your ideal version of a life, and then we implement that so, so they can live it and experience that. Okay. And what we also do along the way is I love helping people open up their intuitive gifts and to be able to see and experience what I see and experience, to be able mm-hmm. to do all the things that, that I love to do that I think are so practical and so useful and make everything so much easier. So in the beginning, when somebody does that, it does help, you know, I do guide them through a little meditation and I open mm-hmm. them up um, so they can perceive the subtle energy, but with practice, it really isn't needed. Like right now, if you were to ask me, like, you know, the third spirit guy that's kind of hanging out above my head, that's like dressed in blue. What are they trying to tell me? I would just like tell you, or if I now tune into my business soul and I would ask like, what do you need? Like, I would know instantly. It doesn't take closing my eyes. It doesn't take um, meditating anymore. If I'm in a really loud environment and I want to get a lot of information, I might close my eyes and concentrate, but it doesn't take anything special. It's just I, I see and perceive it as clearly as I see and perceive my physical reality. Wowzers. And I find it super interesting as well that you that you kind of chose to be a money coach. Because when you think about money, it's always it's always like the slight mundane. Like it's everybody needs money, you know, we would need it every day. Um, and then you're coming from like this this higher place. And you're talking about money. That's that's uh, that's a really interesting juxtapose there. How um, how do you bring in the money to all this all this mysticism? Yeah, I realized um, after having my daughter. You know, before having her, my friend said, "You'll be born a new woman. Like you'll have, go through this huge transformation." Yeah. and I said. Yeah don't know what you mean. What does this mean? What am I to expect? And then once she was born, I was like, Oh, I'm a new woman. (laughs) This is a huge transformation. But before I had no idea what the heck they were talking about. And one of the um, epiphanies that I had was, so most of my clients come to me and they're most excited about the money expansion that happens in our work. Um, So when I read a person, we begin to heal their wounds um, related to money. I also, it it is like, we can't bypass any wounds that they experienced with their family of origin, any heartbreaks that they've experienced, any places where they're not fully enjoying being in their own bodies, Mm -hmm. any weird health things, anything in the way of life versus energy, like flowing fully throughout them. Hmm. We have to kind of work on all of these things. So it is a very deep, deep healing process that ripples out into all areas of their life. So it's just normal if like the marriage improves and the parenting becomes more joyful and the body hmm. is healing and they're able to sleep more deeply and the confidence kind of improves and they feel now ready to not just like keep a list of things that they want to do one day, but to actually do them now and to experience life and to believe in themselves and all of these amazing things. But many of the outcomes that my clients most enjoyed were money related, you know, wow, now Mm -hmm. I get to let myself be paid just for being me and my business. Or now I really feel confident enough to go 
go for this promotion or now it feels really playful and fun for me to see if I really can earn, you know, 10 times as much as I, as I'm, as I have been, or if I can work like half the time, but make twice as much, you know, so my clients got really curious and excited to, to play with money. And I realized, you know, oh, so if my, if, if money is like the thing, that's such a great teacher and that all of us are, are, you know, not just needing healing on, but also really enjoying expanding, you know, I'd love to talk about this more. And so this is how my work pivoted to money and I call it money bliss because it's um, lovely. It's yeah, such a lovely word. This is the it's outcome, you know, to feel really blissful, blissfully happy and to have all the money that you could ever need. Mm-hmm. And you think, so you think that we can create wealth without having to compromise anything. I think, yeah, it's it's the whole idea where where self-doubt and money is so intrinsically linked, isn't it? Once you get rid of those self-doubt stories, then you can move forward and 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 start to kind of create a bit more wealth in your life, right? Yeah, it's like imagine you're sitting in a car and the windshield is caked with mud. Yeah. You know, it's it's really scary to drive a car like this because you don't know where you're going, you don't know how fast to go, you don't know if you'll ever get to your desired destination. Mm. And so this is how most of us operate in life, where we have 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 plus years of stuff that we've accumulated with money. Some of it is stuff that we inherited from our families, some of it comes from our own personal history, some of it we've just absorbed from our environment. Some of it comes from the little traumas that we've experienced. Some of it is because of the industry or the type of business that we're in. It's Mm. a lot of stuff. And most of us never learned how to clear that out. Um, And so the first thing that we do in in my line of work is to to wipe the windshield clean. It's to just clear it all away, to really start from a blank slate. And so once your car is clean, it's so much easier to, to decide where you want to go and to take the most direct path mm-hmm. path there. And so, so, so yeah, many people think, oh, it's me. You know, I, I'm just not someone who's destined to be successful. Or I'm just not someone who's, who could ever let herself be seen in that way. Or I'm just not someone who's confident enough, or I'm just not someone who's good with money, or mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, like all of these different stories that all somehow say, I'm not, good enough or this could never happen for me but once we clean the windshield um you know really fun new ideas come in that are really really exciting to implement and and people are really just enjoying surprising themselves with what they're able to do do you find that it's mostly women that you're dealing with as well yeah it's quite a feminine trait isn't it to have self-doubt I find my husband is so much more forthright when it when it comes to making decisions about his about his career and his business life he'll just go ahead and just do it whereas I'm always a little bit more hesitant in how I do things and I think it it is like a like a thing that we're taught when we're younger right when we're taught as girls you know you just can't can't like put your hand up and go actually no I want this you're always told to be quiet. I don't know whether that's just a universal thing, but do you find that it's mostly women with this with these kind of blocks? 
Absolutely. It's the good girl conditioning. Oh my goodness. Yes. Historically (laughs) speaking, you know, we have been bred to be accommodating, to be obedient, to be the caretakers, to be Mm. the people who anticipate everybody else's needs and go meet them to put ourselves last. And it's a great way to keep women feeling less than, you know, this is, it's a great way to keep taking advantage of us. And so it will feel uncomfortable at first to say, I want more. I deserve mm-hmm. more. I'm not willing to settle f- for this. I'm not willing to be the person who t- just takes care of the kids and hopes for the best. Yeah. You know, I deserve to live a life where all of my needs are met and all of my dreams are coming to fruition. Where I'm fully realized in every way and I'm not settling for anything less. At first, this can feel boastful and entitled and way too much and way too bold and who Such am I to ask comfort it. zone squeezing thing that isn't it to just like squeeze past that that like oh no I should be saying this into like actually yes I'm going to yeah I think that's why I love working on money with women because I'm mm. a feminist like it's it's I believe that this conditioning that we've internalized that we don't deserve that much and we don't deserve to be so big. And if we allow ourselves to be seen, we'll be told that we're a bitch or we're this or we're that. Yeah, right. And so oh, it's I a radical this. thing to allow ourselves to, to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's exactly the healing that we need. I think it's a feminist liberation thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, there's a lot of talk um in the UK at the moment and I know it's probably the same way you are in Germany about um the cost of living crisis and there's a lot of energy issues at the moment in the UK like our bills are rising massively and there's a lot of talk in the business owner thing that I'm part of you know in the groups that I'm part of about what they charge and how they feel about charging um, big amounts when there's so much going on with other people's money. What do you feel that we should be thinking about when we're charging right now? Ooh, that's a very fascinating question. First thing I want to say is there's always going to be something right now. Yeah. You know, we just went through, you know, Brexit is still unfolding, actually. I know, right? right? Like Brexit just, is nowhere near over ugh. and implemented and figured out. Um, you know, in the UK, there was just a change in prime ministers. Yeah. There's inflation. There's wars around the world. Yeah. There's um, floods. There's so much going on. And I don't want to minimize the impact of any of it. And mm. it's also true that there will always be something. The times that we live in right now can feel like a squeeze. They can feel very intense. Mm. And it's so heavy. You know, right when now. I talk in to the my UK, grandparents, it's so heavy. It really so is. Heavy, right? Yeah. When I talk to my grandparents who were refugees during World War II when they were just mm. little children, yeah. they were in a squeeze back then. That's the thing. Like some we if we if we try and lean on the external world being in order, so then we can feel good. Mm-hmm. If we source our safety and our comfort mm-hmm. and our faith from the outside world, that is a, that's just never going to work. 
That's never, ever, 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 ever going to work. We have to find a different source of comfort, of strength, of consistency, of having our needs met that does not depend on what's going on in the economy. You know, this is what's going on today. Something else is going to go on tomorrow. You know, if we move back into a, a, a you know, a bull market, if like we go into a bear market, like we're just going to keep cycling through all of these different things, it's going to yeah. continuously change. And so that's one of the things I also just love to teach in, in my work is how to always have lots of money, how to always be very well resourced, no matter what's going on on the planet. And then the other myth that really rubs me the wrong way is that people who earn more or people who charge more are better than people who don't, you know, like okay. in the entrepreneurial world is, it has almost become this race of like, well, I charge this much. So I'm that amazing. Or I charge mm -hmm. this much. And I personally don't believe in charging an arm, a leg and a firstborn child mm -hmm. to work with me. Mm -hmm. And I also don't believe that charging high investments is the only way to make a really sizable income. But the thing that I'm personally really interested in with my clients is their profit. Sometimes clients come to me and they're, you know, wanting to make me proud and they're, yeah. me with their income. <laughs> but what we really look at is profit, 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 profit. And your profit includes your clients. Like are your clients really profiting from the work that you're doing? Mm. So you know, th those are the two things I just kind of want to leave listeners with. One, something's always going to come up. We have to find a different source for your um, financial prosperity that is not based on the economy. And the other thing is to just kind of begin to question that you need to charge high prices in order to, in order to meet your financial goals. Because what is also true is that many people really feel scared. Many people feel frightened. Many people are simply in a place where, you know, they're struggling to comprehend how crazy high investment is going to make sense for them at this time. That's and I also thing. believe they're in making it scared of like of saying, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna charge this much, and then all of a sudden the client's dropping off a cliff because they can't afford you anymore. There's a lot of talk about that at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. I've talked to you know business owner friends as well who charged such high investments and the clients never came back or they dropped off. I'm not mm. saying that this has to happen for everyone, but this is the thing like this is where I love to talk to my clients as businesses. And to, to the, the, to, to my clients um, clients energetically, because yeah, there is always okay. a sweet spot number that allows you to have a very profitable business that allows your clients to be an easy yes to you, to yeah. meet you at a place that feels really powerful for, for both of you, because the investment that you set is kind of an invitation of like, meet me in this place. Yes. This is the work that we're going to be doing. This yeah. is the commitment that I want us both to make to creating this change in your life, there is a sweet spot that feels like an absolute expansive yes for you, an absolute expansive mm -hmm. yes for your clients that feels like a really easy yes and something that feels congruent and lovely. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's so easy to find that, you know, like, cause I can see it. I can ask these questions. This is why I'm so excited to help my clients um, discover their intuitive gifts as well. So they don't have to listen to random people on the internet saying, you should be charging this much. You should I be know. charging that much. The but 7K instead, months and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's like, it's just <laughs> so not much the same noise. For everyone. So much noise, Hannah. So much noise. That's really nice. I love yeah. that. 
And it doesn't need to just work for us business owners. It needs to work for our clients and for our team as well. This is like what I said earlier when I was so in the me, me, me space, like I can't do this in my business, in my blocks. My business is not about me. It's about helping my clients. Mm -hmm. Now, what's now? I'm really, really interested in talking to the business. When you're talking to the business, does every business have a have a slightly different voice or really? Very different. Like my business is bright orange and it's like just got like hands coming out, just wants to hug everyone. It's very warm and comforting. And it's just that's what it feels like. My energy is like a lot more fiery, but like I see fiery at times, okay. like my energy is very different from my business's energy. And also my clients' businesses all have very different energies and sometimes mm. the different offers of different mm. energies. And sometimes like a business wants to split up into different things. And it's just really fascinating to discover. My goodness. And so a person would have a different energy to their business as well. Yeah. Wow. And where is the business? Is it kind of hanging around at the at, at the edge of the person, or is it? I, I'm so interested. It's Would you really like me to tell you for you? Oh, go on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I always like to ask permission because they don't want to just like read things. I have a client who's a stylist who, who works in London with like the most amazing clients, and yeah. I asked her, like, do you always judge people's clothes? Like, what about what I? Today. I, was I used so to be a stylist many years ago. She's like, no, 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 no. I don't go through the world just assessing yeah. everybody's clothing choice. It would drive me insane. In the same sense, I don't read people if I don't have permission. I just think okay. that's rude, but it's also yeah. a lot for me. So for you, your business is just hanging out right next to you. It's like yeah. an icy blue and a little green. Okay. It's, it's lovely. And it then I can just go on and on and ask it questions and see what it needs. And- <laughs> An icy blue and a green. And what was an icy blue and a green mean? Is that is that nice? It's it's a happy little business, or is it a little bit like ooh, it's a bit icy? It's it's really I'm I'm fascinated, Hannah. I really am. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is wrong. So just like when we look at a person, and like one person has darker skin, one person has lighter skin, one person has green eyes, one person has blue eyes. It just is. like icy blue isn't better than, you know, because we could always put a spin on it. Like I could say, mm. my business is warm colors, so it's amazing. And other mm, people's mm, business mm, is mm. icy colors, so it's not. No, it's just it, it has a different purpose. Just like it an is apple what it is. has yeah. a different purpose than a door. It's just two different things. So your business is like, ah, uh, it's like it's swirling. So the energy that I see, it's never static. Like static energy yeah. is actually really, really, really bad because it's usually really okay. dense and dark. That's okay. not good. So yeah. energy is always changing, always shifting, always moving. And yeah. I actually like when my clients' energy fields almost look like a rainbow and when things are moving really mm. fast because it means that they're really open and that things can just move through them really quickly and that energy doesn't get stuck so much. Someone's energy is more slow and more, more stuck, it means that the life force energy is inhibited in some way. And they, they're usually in pain in some way, mm. or something's really not working about their lives. So your business has a little swirl in the middle. Nice. Um, and it is asking for some things um, that you and I can explore, you know, after the podcast. <laughs> I know, after the podcast. <laughs> How interesting. Oh my goodness. So so yeah, it's nice that it's not a part of you because I think a lot of people 
and I know this about a lot of my business friends, they feel that they are so much to do with their business, like like there's nothing else apart from their business. Like they're so involved in it that it's literally like their baby it's inside their stomach like it's not it's not floating there it's here it's right here and um yeah it's interesting to know that 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 yeah we are more than our businesses right totally yeah I believe that our souls chose our business and our business chose us and it is a collaboration and the other thing is that Sometimes, you know, in my case, I think my business and I were going to like stay together for a lot, lot longer. Some of my mm. clients' businesses at some point are complete and something else comes through. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a relationship we can't try and control or hold on too tightly because it's, yeah. it's almost like growing a garden. Like if a garden kind of chose you as their caretaker and it says, please like take care of me water me, give me fertilizer, you know, turn on the sunshine, Mm. uh, help me pull some weeds, just kind of lovingly tend to me. And then sometimes, you know, it just feels like it's complete and and that that's normal too. Mm. So for anyone listening, you're like, well, how do I even start with this? So if it feels like you have this extremely intertwined and meshed relationship with your business, begin to see it as a separate entity Mm. Um, remember that it chose you, you chose it, it is a relationship. Um, and to just kind of think of it as, as a garden, you know, to, to begin asking your business questions and you can even start to do this, just taking your journal, taking a pen and just start to write down, you know, dear business, what do you need? And to just see if your intuitive gifts are open enough already that you can receive some insights, your business might say, you know, do nothing with the podcast this week, write an email to your clients about this, reach out to those five people, um, you know, work on your speaker one page, and then launch a course tomorrow. And then you just go do all of those things. And then maybe, you know, next week, you'll sit down again and ask your business. And it says, you know, to, to, to do nothing, just to bless it and to love it. Like it's really like tending to a garden. It's like taking care of a child um, and to just be really attuned to it. And it's not a reflection. I think the other thing that we like to do is we like to just kind of use our businesses. We're almost like those like terrible trophy parents who are like, my child is <laughs> famous. True, my right? child went oh to- my like, goodness. Don't do that with your business. Your business is allowed to grow at its own rate in its own way to the perfect size for it. The perfect yeah. amount of clients get to yeah. connect with it. Just like a sunflower, you know, like it's August as we're, oh my God, it's already September. Oh, Never no. mind. I don't even know what, what date it is. It's already September. So right now we're surrounded in, in Germany where I live. We're surrounded by sunflowers. They grow so high. And then, mm. you know, there's dahlias as well. that are just a lot. Oh, shorter. they're the you know, they're best, aren't they? They're gorgeous, bush. those dahlias. Oh my goodness. I love those. The colors in those are amazing, right? Oh, so amazing. Mm. But then, you know, imagine the, the business that you're kind of facilitating some of you, some of our businesses might grow into sunflowers where they get really high. Some of them are mm. more like a bush, like dahlias. Mm. This is this is what I mean. If if we 
listen to the random voices on the internet say you your business should be at this or you should be doing that like yeah. it's simply not true when i tune into the soul of your business some of my clients may come often come to me and they say this is the income that i want to make in my business and i'm saying well, actually your business wants to be much bigger and your business wants to be these things mm. and that makes so much more sense much easier to implement but some of my clients will say you know, this is the the income that I want to make, or these are the amounts of clients I want to make. And I'll say, actually, you don't have to earn that much, but we can increase your profit in this way. And like this amount of, you know, work would actually feel much better for you. What do you think? This is about just kind of figuring out what, what's the business that we're working with? What size does it want to be? What, you know, how does it work with your needs in your perfect abundant flow in your mm. life and what i've discovered is that it's always just a perfect match because oh. at some level your soul chose your business your business chose you you guys actually need each other to bring mm. out each other's potential mm. wow that's so interesting um so now we're coming closer to the end um, and everybody's listened to all this and it's, it, it really is incredible. Um, where can they come and find you online? You're on Instagram. Um, and when they're clicking on your links, where should they go to first? Um, you're welcome to check out my website. It's hannahbeer.com, H-A-N-N-A-B-I-E-R.com. Many people, you know, ask me, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> can you just, yeah. can we talk about my situation? <laughs> What's going on? Sometimes I know when, when somebody first discovers me, it's just like, they're just brimming with questions mm. and they're, they just want to talk. If that's you, that's absolutely fine. You can book a free 20 minute call with you where I can read your energy, read your business's energy, mm. talk about your current financial um, situation, mm. talk about where you'd like to be, how we can get you there. If you and I are a fit, so if you've got questions, just book a call. We can talk about it um, just to, to see, you know, if this is something that I can help you with. And if not, I'll refer you to somebody else. Um, my website is hannahbeer.com. No H at the end. Um, yeah. And, and obviously, on- don't worry, listeners, if you're frantically writing this down, it's all going to be in the show notes. OK, all the all the links. But um, but yeah, so so the website definitely. And then is there anything else that they should probably have a look at as well? Yeah, you're welcome to check out my Instagram. It's mm. Hannah Money Bliss. And then on my website, I've got these little money affirmation cards. So oh, if yes. you're kind of new to all of this, to this idea that money can be blissful and abundant and easy and joyful and connected with your soul and expansive, then check out the affirmation cards. It's a little glimpse into, into my philosophy with money mm-hmm. and you might really enjoy it. I think I'm going to have a look now when we finish this interview. I'm going to go on there and check it out. Definitely. Right. Okay. It's the last question. It's the question I always ask. And it's um, what's the one thing you've got left to do or you really, really want to do it, but you've just got to overcome your fear of it, Hannah. What's coming to mind is learn to kite surf kite surf okay yeah I'm a terrible surfer and I've really tried Vanessa I have tried so many times I'm I'm the person who's like out there in a wetsuit just like paddling for her life I can barely get out and then I'm so exhausted that I can't catch a wave I've got the biggest surfboard everybody else progresses onto smaller boards 
So my hope is that kite surfing is going to be easier and better for me. I think that's brilliant. I love it. Why buy the surfing? The or your friends it's surf calling or? me. It's it's your partner it's been surfs. Or? <laughs> and then I got pregnant, and yeah. then now I have a little babe. But I That's feel like now I'm running you, out of excuses, it? and I just have to do it. I'm just expecting to suck at it in the beginning because mm. I've just learned that this is how I do things. I just suck at them so bad when I first start, and I really want to quit, and I have to keep going. I think part of me is just like, oh, we're going to start another thing to suck at. Um, but I have hope <laughs> that I'll be a better kite surfer than a surfer. So I have to try it. Sounds to me like you've got to get out of Germany, right? Where where can you kite surf in Germany? Well, I think all the way up north, I definitely okay. could. And I, I actually, when I lived in Amsterdam, I had a friend who invited me to his freaking kite surfing classes, but at the time yeah. I was too terrified to go. And I'm really kicking myself in the tush because I should have just said, <laughs> yes, I should have done it. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I really need to figure it out. I think I might even need to just do it in, in the winter because I've surfed yeah. in like very cold water before, so I'm sure I can kite yeah. surf. There's a well. place near us because you said to me that that your best friend is from Bristol and there's there's like it's slightly fakey it's called the wave and it's and it's like um it is outdoors but like they've simulated waves oh like so a you wave can, pool. yeah so it's like a big wave pool it's huge I haven't gone on it myself I've, I've gone there just to have a nice coffee and watch because it's literally <laughs> like being at the seaside it's lovely um, so yes, when you're next in Bristol, seeing your friend, get her to take you to the wave, and I, I bet they'll they'll do some sort of surfing lessons for you, and you the can go. Wave. The wave. Thank you so much for asking this question because I really feel like I need to look into kite surfing classes and really commit. Okay, and take the babe along with you. <gasps> she can just sit consider. there and. Yeah, she's, she's like a little monkey, babe. Like she's always stuck to me. And so I'm just picturing her like just clinging on to me clinging while I'm trying on. to kite surf. Oh my she's goodness. so snuggly and attached. Oh my goodness, how old is she? Um, She's turning two very soon. Oh, there you go, that'll be why. I have one, 11, and um, she's just gone off to secondary school and um, she still clings now, slightly. Oh. Yeah, so it doesn't stop. Oh, <laughs> and then I have another one who's best. eight, another girl, and um, she's also clingy. And they fight over the over the mummies. In it. You know, <laughs> they fight over mum. So yeah, it doesn't stop. Oh. I'm just telling you that now. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing since Grace was little. They always said, once you stop breastfeeding, once she did this, once she mm. that, nah, she still naps on me. Is always like she holds on to my leg. It's not that she's afraid. She just, I think she just still feels so like we're mom. one. We're yeah. so one body somehow. Yeah. So I'll it. have to figure out how to kite surf with this little babe. <laughs> Strap her to you. That's what you need yeah. to do. <laughs> and like a little baby carrier. And just... I know. And a little baby wetsuit. <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. Oh, Hannah, it was so lovely to speak to you. I am, I am. Um, yeah, I'm really, really intrigued. I think all our listeners are going to be intrigued as well. Um, so yes, pop onto Hannah's Instagram on her website. Everything's going to be in the show notes. So don't panic. Um, yes. Thank you so much.
Thank you for having me. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. You've got to the end. Um, Wasn't Hannah amazing? Uh, I I really vibed off of Hannah, as you can tell. Um, She's a really great lady. And um, yeah, we had a very, very interesting chat after we stopped the podcast. And I learned an awful lot about my business and where I think I should be going with it. Um, Yes, exciting. Everything that we spoke about, including um, all the bits and pieces that she was talking about, including her Instagram and her website, will all be in the show notes. Um, So please have a look there and you will see everything that you need to do to follow her or have a little look into more about what she does. Um, Yeah, she was amazing. Now, next week, I am going to be doing another solo episode. It's going to be a bite-sized one, I promise you. (laughs) Um, But next week, it's going to be all about funnels and why I think funnels work beautifully for service-based businesses. And I'm going to talk through exactly how a funnel works. So, um, yes, if you are interested in that kind of thing and how you think a funnel might work for your sales and your business, then next week is what you need to tune into. I'm really, really looking forward to recording it. In fact, I'm probably going to do it any minute now. All right. So I will see you next week for another one thing. Um, yeah. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to that one thing. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It really helps to get my little podcast into the universe and I'll be forever grateful.